In Southeast Agnet's Ag and Review for the week ending March the 10th, well, it was a busy week for the poultry industry, as earlier in the week we learned that high pathogenic avian influenza had been found on a poultry farm in Tennessee, and then an outbreak of low pathogenic avian influenza was found in western Wisconsin. And then late in the week, we did hear that a second case of avian influenza was found in Tennessee, but this flock of chickens at a commercial poultry facility in Giles County tested positive for low pathogenic avian influenza. But commercial poultry producers and backyard flock owners across the southeast are being encouraged to observe their birds closely and continue to practice strict biosecurity measures. But because of these outbreaks already, countries including South Korea, Japan, Taiwan, and Hong Kong have imposed limits on imports of U.S. poultry from both Tennessee and Wisconsin. Well, nearly all farms in the U.S. have been designated as family farms, according to new data put out by the Department of Agriculture's Economic Research Service. USDA found back in 2015, farms designated as family farms accounted for 99% of all U.S. farms and 89% of production. On family farms, the principal operators and their relatives, by blood or marriage, own more than half of the business's assets. In 2015, 90% of U.S. farms are small family operations with under $350,000 in annual gross cash farm income, a measure of revenue that includes sales of crops and livestock, government payments, and other farm-related income. But these small farms accounted for only 24% of value of production. By comparison, large-scale family farms with at least $1 million in gross annual cash income made up only 2.9% of the U.S. farms, but contributed 42% of the total production. Non-family farms accounted for only 11% of ag production. Well, January exports of U.S. beef and pork were up significantly year-over-year, maintaining the solid momentum established in the fourth quarter of last year. According to statistics released by USDA and compiled by the U.S. Meat Export Federation, beef exports were up 17% from a year ago, while exports accounted for 12.2% of total beef production. January pork exports were up 21% from a year ago, and exports accounted there for 26.2% of total export production. Well, Tyron Spearman has an update of where peanut contracts are being offered currently stand across the southeast. Peanut markets are moving pretty good right now in plans for next year and for our present crop. According to the Federal State Inspection Service for Georgia, Florida, and Alabama, a lot of peanuts still from last year are in the loan but have not been priced. Farmers are being offered these peanuts, and the deadline is coming up on some of these contracts on March 31st. The uh, Minimax contract started off with a $400 base, but farmers can sell these now for a total of $500, which includes peanuts that are in the loan but have not been under contract. The uh, Flex contract offered by another sheller started off with a $400 base, but that is regulated by the maximum of the amount of the shell price of peanuts. Well, now that is up to $508 per ton. So those contracts are available now if you have peanuts in the loan that have not been priced this year up to $500 and $508. For 2017, contracts remain available at buying points. They are were at $500. Now they're at $475, some $450 because of travel cost, $25 deduct if you're a long way from the shelling plant. Some contracts signed one half of last year's production at $450. And add another $25 for seed production. There's some that are offering a $50 premium for high oleic peanuts, peanuts that have a longer shelf life. 
But that's contracts available right now for 2017. I'm Tyron Spearman for Southeast AgNet. The U.S. exports almost all of agricultural products are higher than a year ago, but one product is actually enjoying a virtual explosion of export sales. And Gary Crawford has more on that story. So far in this fiscal year, export sales of U.S. agricultural products are up compared to this point a year ago. The latest month for which we have complete numbers is January, so that gives us the first four months of fiscal 2017 sales value, $53.8 billion. Up 16% this fiscal year. USDA analyst Bryce Cook says just about every product is selling better this year. But the biggest jump from last fiscal year to this one would be U.S. cotton exports. Those sales up 94% in value, 108% in volume. What's causing that huge cotton sales increase? Cook says... The reemergence of China onto the world stage in that marketplace. Back in the first four months of fiscal 2016, China had only bought about 35,000 tons of U.S. cotton. However... This fiscal year so far to date, China has received 191,000 metric tons of cotton. That's one reason for the better-than-expected prices U.S. cotton producers are getting. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture, Washington. And to wrap up this week's podcast, Ever Grinder talks about milking robots for the future of the dairy industry. What if you owned a dairy with 500 cows and you didn't have to milk them? I don't mean a, you drive a cow to a milking station and connect her to a machine. I'm talking about a machine that does it all. You simply turn the cow in to the feed trough and a robot does the rest. Such a dairy is being built right now. It'll have two dozen robot milking machines that the cow will approach when they feel like it. No help needed. Anytime they want to. Owners of the dairy have seen it work and they say it's good for the cows. It extends longevity and lowers the cull rate. Cows are creatures of habit. And they learn where to go for the food in just a matter of days. I very well could become the dairy of the future. It's being tested in Germany also. I guess it's another giant step in farm technology. And that's Ag Review for today. Everett Griner, Southeast Agnet. Those reports and more from this past week can be found on our website, southeastagnet.com. Randall Wiseman, Southeast Agnet.